Welcome to another Quantum Recast minisode. We're uh, we're calling this little recurring segment in defense of the sequel. Yes, because I, Corey, believe in sequels. You do. You have I a do. strong, a strong. Uh, what's the word here, Corey? Controversial. I, yeah, that that might be right. That controversial might be right. opinions about sequels. Um, which I and like, listen, we're we're gonna bring up sequels every now and then on these minisodes, um, and I will defend one. I'm not always gonna say it's better than the original. Okay. Sometimes it's just to say that, like, I think that sequels are low hanging fruit for cinephiles to so just crap on sometimes. Gotcha. Like, it's just easy to say it sucked, it sucked, it sucked. You know? Yeah. Because because so, what's come up in the past is we'll talk about a movie and you'll be like, well. Gremlins 2 is better than Gremlins 1. Gremlins 2 is better. See, exactly. That's what I'm talking <laughs> so, about. Like, and, and, and we never get the time to deep dive it because we're talking about yeah. the original movie that most people have seen. Yeah. Yeah. So these sequels will rarely ever get like a full episode yeah. on, um, you know, like, I mean, you're talking about Empire Strikes Back or Terminator 2 yes. might be the right. only sequels that could ever possibly end up on the main podcast. So um, so I just wanted every once in a while to bring it up. And then this, this so this episode is the most controversial take I have, and I've repeated it multiple times you have, on episodes. You it's finally happening. Grease 2. <laughs> yes. I think it's so much better than Grease. This is an example where I think <laughs> the sequel is so much better than the original. I have seen Grease 2. A dozen times. I've seen Grease like the minimum of like two times. Okay. okay. You know, because I'd feel very little need to go back and watch Grease. Do you feel the small demographic of theater kids in our listenership that are, are, are freaking Just out? Just raging right now. Like, I mean, and that's. <laughs> but that's the thing. They're going to love Grease because it was a Broadway musical first, and Grease 2 is just like this byproduct. It didn't, True. You know? True. Though I think someone should make Grease 2 a, a Broadway musical. I mean, why not? Give it I a mean, run. It's fun. Listen, th- that's what happens is it, you get a big show on Broadway. It does really well. They make a movie of it, or they wait 10 years, make a movie of it, or 30 years if you're lame is, and then it becomes popular all over again. And then all the community theaters and the schools and colleges decide to do it. And it has this whole new life. Everybody's singing the songs and lyrics. It's time for Grease too, I think, Corey. I, I agree. I, th- I think I think it we've should done happen. the run through. You know, we we I've I have never been in Greece myself. I had a chance and I missed out. Who ha- who hasn't had a chance to be in Greece? You're every right. school in the world does it every five years. Because it's about high schoolers and, <laughs> and it's so, the easy like ah, I don't know. Let's just do Greece. Like you grew up in a town with a like strong community theater. I grew up in a college town that does a lot of theater, and they like they've I, both done it. Greece is it's like half a dozen times. Usually in my it's lifetime. like it's a ten year cycle. You go yeah. Greece and then. You go Oklahoma, and somewhere in between there, you you, you get something exciting like Les Mis. And it's just, yeah, oh my gosh, the grease. It's just like... Or I'm, Little Shop of Horrors. So that's that's am, one that should be done Yeah, more. and that, that, that one's fine. That one's fun. It's just they always kind of go, oh, we got to build the giant plan. And it usually doesn't go well. So much easier to make a cardboard car. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's just how it goes. Um but like, and I, so I I do come out the gate admitting that it could just be like growing up in a college town yeah. where Greece is just literally one Greece of the, is the word the, the the school plays every six years and yeah. I've seen it a lot and I don't know. Um, but yeah, so on this episode, I I want to defend Greece too. Okay, like I really do. Okay, well, as you've got your your lawyer suit on, your 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 you know, I don't think they wear hats, but put your put your lawyer defense hat on. <laughs> And I'll read through just some some quick factoids about our two uh, films we're debating here today. 
Uh, Grease One, or just Grease, was a 1978 American musical romantic comedy. Uh, it's based off of a actual stage musical of the same name. We had to double check that because I wasn't sure what if the chicken or the egg came first. But Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey wrote the musical. Alan Carr adapted it. Bronte Woodard uh, screenplayed it. And Randall Kleiser, uh, directorial debut. Obviously, this is the one that was released in 78, uh, was both critically and commercially successful, the highest grossing musical film at the time, uh, ended in 78 as the second best-selling album of the year in the United States, only behind Saturday Night Fever. So Travolta, big year for him, big, big, big one-two punch there. But obviously, uh, got nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes, uh, an Academy Award for Best Original Song nomination, not the win for Hopelessly Devoted to You. And has gone on to live in this sort of strange, iconic, uh, legendary status with Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. Yeah. A movie set in the 50s, released in the 70s, and is done ad nauseum by musical theaters everywhere. Yeah, Happy Days made it really cool in the late 70s, early 80s. You're right. right. Let's go back to the 50s. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, what is the precipice of this? And I guess... um, Again, George Lucas, American Graffiti, and then they said, let's do Happy Days, and then they said, we can do the same thing, but with dancing. Yeah, and then a lot of sex comedies said, we can just do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just make it look like everyone in the 50s was having sex. Yes. So, like, anti-Leave it to Beaver. Right. Absolutely. um, The darker side of the 50s. Yeah, the darker side. Greasers and slit hair. (laughs) But so. so to pre- and so to present, if you don't know, there is a sequel to Grease called Grease Two. It was released in 1982. It stars Michelle Pfeiffer and Maxwell Caulfield, who had really no claim to fame until this movie. But as Corey Shirt has pointed out to me, uh, he is uh, Corey. Would you like to tell the audience what what day he is responsible for? Rex Manning Day. Yes. Yes. Uh, via Empire Records. That's he's he's the big hot shot. Uh, past his prime celebrity yeah. singer yeah pop star yeah, i guess yeah, that comes yeah. to the flailing uh record store in that movie that we both love and cherish oh my gosh, go listen it. to our episode on that it's a great recast but uh, it was released in 82 it did not do quite as well uh the soundtrack peaked at 71 on the billboard album charts uh the lead single back to school again peaked at 71 and uh and 62 Number 62 on the UK singles charts, Corey. There you go. So, At least they get it in Britain. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, they, they get it. They enjoy it. So so you watched Grease 2 first, or did you watch Grease? No, I saw Grease first. Again, I, I think Grease is just one of those movies you really can't dodge yeah. growing up, true. especially once you hit high school. Like, your high school is probably going to do it as a play at some point in those four years. I actually just happened to be like in middle school when it hit like the 20th anniversary and it yeah. went back to theaters and I went and saw it okay. like in theaters. And I think it was like, might've been my first time to see the movie. I just remember thinking like, this will be fun. Go watch an old movie in the yeah. local movie theater. And I watched it and I just remember thinking like, okay, that's grease. <laughs> it's there. It's there. <laughs> it was, it was enjoyable enough, I guess. But then it wasn't until like, Four years later, I realized there was a Grease 2, and yeah. I watched it, and it's so fun. <laughs> Grease 2 is a fun movie. I don't understand how people watch Grease and Grease 2 and not have a way better time in Grease 2. Well, the thing, you know, like you said, Grease has just always existed, and growing up, especially being in choir and being a part of the theater world, you know, in my area, in my community, 
I never watched it, but I, again, as you and I both know, my did your parents not let you watch it. I don't know if it was possible a, making I don't know out if it was on the in. maybe. I don't know if it was on the no watch list, but it just wasn't available in the household, and it wasn't something that young Nick was like, I want to watch Grease. Let me rent Grease from Blockbuster. Yeah, but I remember singing some of the songs in like choir and stuff for class. I remember it being brought up a lot and discussed. And you're obviously you're aware of Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta in it, costumes, Halloween, yeah. so on and so forth. I finally did watch it probably like 10 years ago or so when there was the opportunity to be in it. And I remember being like, I enjoyed this. I don't know if it's as good as maybe the hype train believes it to be. But I still thought it was an enjoyable experience. I had my, my callbacks is just why is everyone 35? That's just the Hollywood trend. That's just the Hollywood trend. <laughs> it's just the Hollywood you know? trend. Adults playing teenagers. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Nick. Which one do you like better? You've seen Grease, and I made you watch Grease too. I, he did, finally, I sat down about a month ago when we were finally saying we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen, and I watched Grease too, and I enjoyed it a lot. I did. Now, you are a big fan of, or you're a big proponent of saying that the songs in Grease too. The songs in Grease 2 are so much catchier, so much catchier. and they're <laughs> so much better. And I don't know. I've only watched it once, Corey. I didn't pick up the Spotify and listen to the soundtrack afterwards like you were hoping I would. Yeah, and I don't I, know how you didn't just do that. I, st- I do that all the time. I still listen to Grease 2 soundtrack constantly. Walk me through that. What, what songs stand out to you? What, 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 when you think of Grease 2 soundtrack, like what, what are the things that come to mind? You know, like I think, first of all, it has a great opening number with score which is just about having sex yes um at the bowling big, alley big di- oh is it, wait are you talking about the bowling alley yeah song? the okay. big bowling alley opening okay. number yeah is so good the, okay the choreography for just that song score okay blows everything i will in yes i will totally give you that is the, that the choreography yeah. in grease 2 is much more so much in better. line i yeah. think grease 2 i think i told you this was that grease 2 is not afraid to wear its musical theater uh, history on its sleeve because exactly. from the opening number you've got kids coming in from all the school buses and driving in the cars and they all just start dancing in big numbers like yeah so it's not like this uh john Schultz is gonna kind of dance and we're all gonna kind of snap our fingers and kind of go along with it like no no these are big numbers that are happening oh yeah so well, i think that that alone is a, is a big plus on its side is that it's not afraid to be like we're a musical no it's not it's so you have that bowling alley number the song reproduction in the sex ed class is so fun. Um, and even the song that the guy sings in the bunker, like, and again, he's just, yeah, trying, he's to just ha- trying to get it's laid. It's called Do It For Your Country, and he's just trying to convince his girlfriend to have there sex is... with him in like the fear of nuclear fallout. I think that's the thing. I think the thing about Grease, too, is it's not afraid to just be tongue-in-cheek and like be fun and silly at times, but like in a way that is enjoyable. Whereas the first one was like, we're still trying to be cool, and we're still trying to like, and we're we're being very melodramatic. Like they're both melodramatic, like hundred percent. But I think Grease Two seems to have more fun with it. Well, let's okay. First of all, we have to start somewhere, and let's just start with the cast. Okay. Like like f- okay. So again, it almost always comes down to like the Newton John Travolta combo. Yeah. Is this iconic thing? Yes. You know, and I think they might have been in another movie later. Travolta tried to like always recapture certain things. Yes, they did. I will look that so, up what you're talking. Um of course it didn't work. Um but like 
so Greece also has a lot of peripheral characters like Sid Caesar plays the coach. There's Evard and there's Joan Blondell, like the principals. Um, Ed Burns plays the uh, what's his name that does the school dance, the American mm. bandstand guy. Yeah, I've actually met Ed Burns once at a oh, car show. Okay, he asked me how the um, the crop of girls was out there, and I was like, "Dude, you're like seventy. <laughs> and I, I was he was like, gonna ask you like, "What do you think of Greece?" And you were like, "I no, like Greece too better." It was like me and my buddy Cody went to this car show, and he was like the special guest guy, Vince Fontaine. Right, that's okay. the name. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, Vince yeah. Fontaine, and he was like the guy that this car show had hired to come and like take pictures on. And he just literally kind of walked up to us like. It's the crop of girls out there looking so like, he, and it's like you're seventy. So he's literally Rex Manning. Well, no, well, this is—I mean, he, I guess he's Rex Manning. Even like though, the, yeah. he has that energy. Yeah. Oh, it was—it was way creepy. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're asking me. I'm like, I'm like a junior in high school. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I guess he just makes the you know, and obviously Frankie Avalon's in Greece. Yes. You know, yeah. which I actually count that as like a negative against Greece. Okay. That like. Aside from Grease Lightning, I would argue that Beauty School Dropout is the most recognizable song from Grease. Well, I would argue against that. I mean, there's that. Hopelessly Devoted, there's hopelessly which devoted. was more of an Olivia Newton-John You're the one that I single. want. Summer, summer Lovin'. Like. I mean, yeah, but I think Beauty School Dropout's just as big of a thing there. And it's like crowbarred in, and they had to bring in this heartthrob that has nothing to do with the movie. It plays like a weird angel. Yeah. And it just totally goes away from the movie mm. to kind of like do the side arc. Gotcha. I guess. Yeah, like we're, we're, stopping, we're stopping to have B-plot here. Yeah, it's weird, which I get that it was pr- like, obviously a lot got cut from musical from stage yeah, to screen yeah like I, I know there's a song i forget what it is but it's like one of the characters is a, like this aspiring musician yes and he has probably the best song in the musical but it got cut oh. and his character i think i cut really from the movie i hardly remember it but you know you're talking about frenchie's whole arc where she's yeah. and that's what they're singing about because she's going to beauty school she yeah. wants to she's I, which i Guess you could just do back in the 50s. You could yeah, you didn't just, have to finish school. Just like, drop out and say, I'm going to go do hair. Yeah. and But that's the whole arc that that's tied into. And eventually, she it doesn't work out for her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she kind of comes back to the gang. It's been a minute. But yeah, in the, sh- in the musical, it, it seems a little more cohesive. It seems yeah. like... and but, but that role in particular, I think, at least in a modern musical standing, is definitely the spot where they go, we got one song... For the one guy or, or gal or whatever a group of singers that we want to highlight and be like, this is your yeah. moment. Like, if you could please come down once a week, just rehearse this and and come in and nail it. Yeah. So, but my thing is, in Greece too, most of these peripheral characters reprise their role. Like Sid yeah. Caesar's the coach, the mm-hmm. Eve Arden's still the principal. Um, but they also add uh, Connie Stevens and Tab Hunter, which were kind of like replacing. They were kind of like Frankie Avalon, like yeah. beach movies, mm-hmm. things like that. And so they kind of brought that in, but they don't rely on them in yeah. the way that like they relied on. I think Rev- Frankie Avalon to come in and do a number. Yeah. You yeah. know. Tab Hunter gets the reproduction song, but the class is participating. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, they're in on the song. It's you all know? going together. Yeah, yes. and so um, I, 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 I enjoy that. So it does come down to this whole Newton-John, Travolta versus Caulfield and Pfeiffer. Yeah. Here's my argument. Okay. I think Olivia Newton-John's really famous for Grease and Let's Get Physical. And Xanadu. And Xanadu for the wrong reasons, Nick. <laughs> for the wrong reasons. <laughs> And so I would say Max Caulfield, like, I don't think she has that much up on Max Caulfield. That's true. 
Rex Manning that's is a fair. big deal. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, fair. We have a Rex Manning day. Gen Xers love some Rex, Rex Manning day. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, so it comes down to Travolta versus Pfeiffer. I argue Pfeiffer's career is more prevalent than Travolta's. That's okay. That's fair. I, 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 that's a Hot good take. That's a strong. No, I think Hot that's a take. strong angle to come at because, like, and like you said, I mean, Olivia Newton-John did Grease. She, her next big thing was supposed to be Xanadu, which is also a musical now, but it didn't take off. Obviously, no. crashed and burned, ruined the guy from Warriors. Like, rest shot in peace. Stardom. Rest in <laughs> Olivia peace. Newton-John. Yeah. We're, we're rest in peace. You while you're down. Yes, yes, yes. So, but she, yeah, she had the physical single, and it never went beyond being more of just a celebrated singer. I feel yeah. like. And, you know, they, again, they did come together for a movie, her and Elton John. It's called Two of a Kind, Corey, a 1983 film. Uh, the original music score by Patrick Williams. I don't think that even matters. But Travolta plays a cash-strapped inventor while Newton John plays the bank teller whom he attempts to rob. They must come to show compassion for one another in order to delay God's judgment upon the earth. What? Do they? What? <laughs> what? Wow, that's a strong follow-up to Greece. That's a strong follow-up to anything. I'm putting that on my watch list. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe that's a hidden gem, Corey. Maybe so. I'm going to watch that. It sounded like a normal plot until hey, you got it to bu- the end it there. It's budget. It was $14 million. Box office was $23 million. Well, yes, because so. someone said, hey, we're getting, we're getting Newton, John, and Travolta back together. <laughs> They're gonna stop the end of like they're gonna stop. <laughs> I will, but but yeah, but so really the argument comes down because yeah, she had her run as a singer slash actress, and then you had Maxwell Caulfield who had two stellar movie appearances. Yeah, but beyond that, not a lot to to note per se. My thing is this: Travolta's known for Grease and Saturday Night Live, I think, and he's got like obviously Urban Cowboy. He's got movies we love like Broken Arrow and Face Off. Though I think you're skipping over some stuff, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I get, I know, I get he's got just... stuff, yeah, yeah. but he also had really <clears throat> lengthy runs. You have to remember in Pulp Fiction, he was considered dead on arrival. That's why Tarantino right. picked him. He somehow has mastered the ability of reinvention. Yeah, he he can reinvent himself, but he's like done a lot of VOD in the last like decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he pops back up because he's revolting. He's a talented <clears throat> dude, but like Pfeiffer. <clears throat> Though she maybe doesn't like have to do the whole reinvent herself, dude. She has Scarface and a Batman movie under her belt. It's true. I mean, if you're if you're trying to do a rundown, I mean, you're looking at, you know, he had uh, Mr. Carter, the show. Welcome back, Carter. Yeah, well, welcome back, Carter's Before, incredible. And Grease and Saturday Night Fever in the same year, year basically seventy seven, seventy eight. Which he plays a terrible person in both. He does. Prior to that, he's also a terrible person in Carrie. Yes. <laughs> and so that's like his teenage kind of years. And then he's transitioning into like leading star. You got Urban Cowboy, which is somewhat of a lower tier hit. And then you Blow keep Out was yeah. a big deal. Blow Out, big deal. Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking 2 were fun comedies. Uh, Look Who's Talking Now is the best. The, oh, really? The third one? <laughs> yes, okay. with the talking dogs. Okay. Is the best. And then that's pretty much where he, you know, he slipped into like that comedy era. And then it was when yeah. he hit Pulp Fiction that suddenly it was like, oh, wait, Travolta can do like action and serious yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, re- he re- reinvented himself hard in the 90s. I mean, he has Pulp Fiction. He has Get Shorty. Then he has the movies I like. He did that weird phenomenon in Michael 1-2 yeah. thing that was kind of weird. It's interesting. Mad City's super underrated. But like, even then though, like it kind of comes and it goes and then mm. like post-2000, Battlefield Earth's incredible. To um, you, to you, Corey. To that's, that's, that, that is a hot take. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like he just kind of comes and goes. I think Michelle Pfeiffer, like maybe she doesn't come and go as much, but I think she just solidified her career, like maybe in a yeah. I mean, way. her eighties run, correct? Her eighties to early nineties run is pretty hard to contend with, like with anybody, you know? Because yeah. we're talking about if I scroll down here, I mean, you've got late eighties Witches of Eastwick. You've got uh, she, there's some attempts at action comedy with Tequila Sunrise and stuff. But really, like you've got Scarface in '83, and that's really what kind of seems to put her on the map. Other than that, it's a lot of TV show appearances and stuff. Yeah, Lady Hawk for a bunch of uh, fantasy fans and stuff as well. But that early '90s run—you're talking Batman Returns, you're talking uh, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. People like completely forget how important that movie was. Yeah, it's so mimicked. Like it's it became a genre yeah. into itself. Yes. yes. How know? do I reach these kids? Yeah. I mean, South like Park, I like... guess technically, all like Edward James almost did it first. Yeah. In Stand and Deliver. True. True. But I think the modern context. I think Pfeiffer really like made it a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one fine day. You know, it, it, it's there's a, a few more. What lies beneath? There's a few more hits in a, few, a lot more misses in between the hits where Travolta would kind of get into a reinvention yeah. and then run for that for two or three movies and fall off but all that to say basically and they both were in hairspray <laughs> yeah they both were that's that's where it crosses over that's where grease yeah. and grease two meet yeah in wonderful bliss hairspray um but i will say that's that seems to be just the setup of those grease movies as i yeah. said well, let's get an established star or an up-and-coming person that's well known and let's get this no name and try to throw them in yeah to a degree and so they both kind of follow that policy so yeah you, you have a strong argument there it's like Everybody's like Olivia and John and uh, Livy Newton John and John Travolta, and you're like going like, "Well, who's who's Max Caulfield and Michelle Pfeiffer?" And like, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. had had it blown up, it would have been the same. Well, that's the thing. Grease, Grease. If you look at Grease and Grease Two on paper, Grease Two is just the gender bend of it. It's oh, here's Sandy's cousin from England who's a boy, yeah, and he falls in love with the head pink lady, yes, or you know one of the pink ladies, and mm-hmm. so, but the execution is ridiculously different. It's which very different. We'll dive into. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've we've set the table. You've made the first big opening argument, which is pretty much just that, and, and as far as I can understand, that Grease Two has this. A head start basically because it came out first obviously but also because it has become such an iconic fixture yeah that the songs are more well known because parents have passed it to their kids to their kids musical theater has kept it alive while grease 2 hasn't gotten that same opportunity (sighs) cool rider is such a better song than grease lightning I just want that to be known tell me why it just is that one like just like oh my gosh dude Michelle Pfeiffer on the ladder. That's true. That's true. A lot of boys became men that day. Listen, a lot you're of right. boys. Became Michelle men that Pfeiffer, day. just in general, a lot, a lot of, a lot of men suddenly sit there and go, "Oh, oh this yeah. is what girls are." Whew. Okay, so, but like, I also like, I like. I, uh, here's my other thing. If you, I think a big difference between these two is honestly just the T Birds and the Pink Ladies. Okay, Greece. Those those two entities are buried under the leads. Yeah, in my opinion. Okay, you know. Weirdly, Stalker Channing is the best part of Greece. Yes. But she's this really weird side quest that kind of feels like it never fully envelops into the main plot, which again, I get it. It's a Broadway musical. Things yeah. had to get cut. Yeah. It, the, you lose some of those ties to that connective tissue. Mm-hmm. But like, she has the best song. You know, it's the most emotional song. Yes. You know, and you know, her whole thing is I might be pregnant. 
I'm not ready to be pregnant. Kaniki doesn't want to like own up to it, blah, 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 whatever. But like, still the, the, the T-Birds themselves and the Pink Ladies feel like filler in Greece, in my opinion. Yeah. None of the characters outside of like, yeah. I mean, there's, there's Sandy and Danny and then there's, uh, you know, Rizzo and Kaniki. Right. Right. And then everyone else is nameless, faceless, no arcs, nothing. I would and add she, Frenchie to that list, but yes, I get Frenchie, what you're saying. Frenchie, yeah, she yeah. has her beauty school dropout thing, I guess. Um, which in Greece too, she's back in high school because it turns out she sucks at beauty school. <laughs> so she dropped she out. She tried. Of, okay. She dropped out of school to go to an easier school and failed. So she's trying to go back to high school. <laughs> and uh, but weirdly, she's just there for like nostalgia. She has yeah, no songs yes. and pretty she's much no plot. She's the legacy character. Yeah, for that she's pretty much a legacy character. Yeah. Um. And so, um, but like in Greece too, the T Birds and the Pink Ladies are, in my opinion, more characters. There's more lore going on. There's there's more lore, and then it's also things have really changed. Yeah. I don't know how much time has passed. I'm guessing just one year. It seems to be because I don't know how long Frenchie was in beauty school. Yeah. It's one to two years at most. But but there's been like five years since but, the actual movie yeah but yeah since the actual movie but the thing is this the t-birds are now a joke yes and it plays so much better the movie <laughs> is so much better for the t-birds not being cool at all because they just they're, they're like that gang that's like yeah if we can get this over we'll be the cool guys in school yeah and it just they suck no one likes them <laughs> they are not cool they have no clout at all, I do like that they're a motorcycle gang now more true, than just true. like some dudes trying to walk build a it around car. in jackets. Yeah, <laughs> just walk around. They actually have motorcycles, which is nice. Yes, um, but like Johnny Nagarelli's a great character because he is like this anti Danny Zuko. He is now the head of the T Birds, but like he can't get laid. <laughs> His girlfriend doesn't want him anymore, yeah. so he's going to her friend. Yep, he's like like yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Stephanie Zanoni has dumped him, even though that's questionable if they even dated. <laughs> so he goes to Paulette, yes. who is actually played by one of Judy Garland's dogs. Oh, is that is yeah. that uh, Learn or Lorna? Lorna Learn? I believe so. Oh, nice. Um, or Laura Luft. Laura Luft. Laura Excuse Luft. me. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so that's amazing. But you also have. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Shooter McGavin. Christopher Donald. Yeah. McDonald. Papa is in That this was movie. so shocking. <laughs> and he's incredible. It's so good. I love it. And then you like have you have the guy who sings the song in the bunker. He gets his own song. Yes. You yeah. have like the runt of the T Birds, like the little chubby one. That's yeah. like the only interesting get from a girl's from a middle schooler. Uh, you know, and it's really embarrassing. And so like you have like the and then like the pink ladies themselves also have like um their own characters. You have the one that's she's really self conscious about her nose, but she's actually kind of nerdy. Yeah, she wears glasses and she's like this nerdy pink lady. Right. Paulette doesn't put up with Nagarelli's bullcrap at all. No. At all. Like there's a whole monologue where she's like demanding respect, and this is like that goes in the face of Greece one so hard. It's true. Where it's like the entire plot of Greece is just like become something different to make someone like you. Right. It's <laughs> it's the problem of the Breakfast Club as well, where where the basket case changes to yeah. appease the the jock. Like I have not watched this new show, The Pink Ladies. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, it looks kind of awful, and I don't know how they're gonna explain to me that these high schools kicked all black people out of their school because the Rydell High is full of them in this actual show. Right. When it's like. 
wait, so did they segregate after the events of Pink Ladies the show or what? It, so. becomes, it was just, it becomes, it's obviously, it's it's modern day casting. Yeah. They want to diversify. They yeah. want to add different voices and stuff to familiar franchises. Yeah. But yeah, when you try to sit there and go, how does this work in the timeline? Yeah, this doesn't, yeah, this feels non-canonical. There's a lot of stuff going to address it. Yeah, it's like, we're not addressing a lot it of stuff. It, maybe it, they it, do. It, maybe they address it. I don't know. But maybe I'm that's just the like, whole crux of that show is like, it's, Maybe it's covering the 60s, or is it a prequel? No, it's a prequel. It's like the rise oh, of the Pink Ladies. That's the thing. Oh, That's right, why right, like, right, when right. I first saw the trailer, I was kind of excited. Then I was like, they're going to have to explain something, because this yeah. high school is diverse. I think you just have to throw it, yeah, you have to throw it up to that, we're, we're building a new form of fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Which is, in storytelling, which is like, we're not acknowledging real world situations all the time. But the Pink Ladies of Greece 2, what they really are, is their stalker chanting the Rizzo's? There, it was her vision of yeah. what they would be. Yeah. So it's like Grease Two is a great sequel in that way. The Pink Ladies became this own thing that's almost separate from the T Birds. They don't yes. need the T Birds. Right. They're, They're not the property of yeah. the T Birds. There's no like you have to date the T Birds. No. It's like we're kind of our well, own thing. No, no, wait, 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 and we're wait. kind of thriving. No, no, wait. I thought that was the rules. Like you had to date a T Bird. Yeah, but they, that's the thing. I mean, they, they get rid they of it. Buck the yeah, system. They get they rid of it. Kill it. The yeah. This movie's about killing that last rule. Okay. I see. keeping the pink ladies down. Got it. By the end of it, Rizzo's like entire vision of what the pink ladies were supposed to be comes to fruition. Yeah. It's very weirdly a feministic movie for like a 1982. The patriarchy is dead, Corey. Yeah. We have it, to move it, on. It really weirdly is progressive <laughs> for like the time. And I don't know if that was on purpose or what, but it, it's it, a musical, Corey. It probably is. was. Like, and so, um, but like, I think that's a big deal. Um, and then, uh, yes, give me your next, give your next <laughs> argument for this, for this defense of the sequel. I mean, we kind of have to talk. We kind of talk the songs a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just to dive more into Cool Writer. Yeah. Um, I do think it kicks hopelessly devoted ass. All over the place. Well, you're talking about two different styles of songs, though. Like but one is a as a love ballad. But it's the lead song. It's like it's like the leads actors, the lead character. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, one is like Sandy just pining over Danny, who at this point has been a complete ass. Okay. You know. Yeah. And I get it. No one wants to be your friend, but Rizzo's got a lot on her mind. Yeah. She can't really be blamed for being a bully. Like the, the might be pregnant. You know? True. Yeah. She's going through. A got lot. a lot going on. So. But like Cool Rider is like again weirdly feminist. It's a woman saying, "This is what I want yes. in a dude." Yes, you know, and just pretty much, I just want a dude that like is. Again, the T Birds are boys in this one. Yeah, they're just boys, and mm-hmm. so she's like, "I would like to date a man." Yes, is what it is. Like, I want a man, mm-hmm. not a boy. Yeah, I mean, just from that perspective that you're giving, though, from the main characters of each movie, Sandy is singing is not singing pretty much. A song of like what I want, what she wants is just to fall in love. Yeah. Whereas Michelle Pfeiffer's lead, her I want song is more of like here are my here are my standards that I'm setting. Sandy's coming from a place of like I'd do anything to be with you, and then uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character Stephanie is coming from a place of like no no I know my self worth mm-hmm. and what I want and this is what I'm gonna put up with and that's yeah. why she leaves. Uh, Johnny is it? Johnny Nagarelli. Yeah, Johnny Nagarelli. Yeah. yeah. Played by, uh, what's his name? So he, Something Ahmed. He's like a Costco John Stamos. Oh, nice. Um, he definitely has Stamos Adrian's energy. Ahmed. Yeah, yeah. He, has, he has Stamos energy for sure. Yeah, he does. But yeah, just from that standpoint, I think you're right. that This is definitely more 
of a pro women of a feminist mindset of like they're not just the damsel in distress yeah. they're not just swooning over the guy yeah. you know there's there's a it's a development process now she has these standards set she's like i wanted to be this 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 and this and she thinks that's what she wants and then of course our lead actor michael comes in and she doesn't want anything to do with him despite him being a decent dude but yeah. he has to learn to like stop being the nice guy and play like this this mysterious biker that only wears his helmet and makes out with her and she willingly yeah. knows nothing about him but is willing to make out with him so the argument i've gotten in the past whenever i try to defend greece to like to someone just in person yeah yeah they're like it's no different they say well michael becomes something he's not to get the girl right. and i say false Stephanie Zanoni falls in love with Michael apart. It's a bonus when she finds out that they're the same person. Well, yeah, it's you've she, got mail. Yeah, it's that she falls in love with Michael. Yeah, as it's, she's swooning over. It's no Biker different dude. than she falls in love with Bruce Wayne and Batman. Got it. <laughs> so, okay. You know, and it's just, <laughs> just a bonus when they happen to be the same person at the end. Yes. <laughs> so, got it. Yes. So that's all it is. That's, Does this mean that, we have to? That's fight? how they do it. Like okay. they, they, it's written to where she falls you in love thought slowly this out. Okay. with Michael. Yeah, and it's just cool at the end when he shows up. That's Even true. though, like, there is this weird thing where, like, by the end of Greece two, there's some high schoolers that legitimately think they might have killed a classmate, right. and they still go to the tiki dance. Yes, <laughs> I think that was that is <laughs> that is the wild the wild. It's like. He's so it's the typical story of I'm pretending to be somebody I'm not, but I'm trying to win her heart and through through also being myself. Yeah. And so his solution is I just have to kill this person yeah. and make it make sure they think I'm dead. Yeah. But then 10 minutes later, I'm going to come back and take the helmet off anyway. Yeah. Which like it's 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 interesting because also Michael doesn't become someone else. He actually, the dialogue is like, oh, she wants someone that knows how to ride a motorcycle. I guess I'll learn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. It's, he just learns a skill. Right. That's all it is. And really, and, and to an extent, it's like he does reject the T-Bird style dude. Mm -hmm. It's not even a T-Bird that she wants, but the style of man that she's looking for. Yeah. And, she, and through the movie, you see that he's kind of showing like how... People like him can also have value, and yeah. that there's there's positives in dating men like him or people like him. Yeah. So I just think there's a weird. It's a weird. It was a weird solution to go. I'm going to kill myself or kill the character, and then come back as the character just to show you that I'm that character. I, I just felt like it could have been a little neater, a little a little more ironed out. And that's the other thing. People come at me a lot for the whole like, yeah, he dies, or they think they kill him, and then there's the song. That like I forget what's the song, "Turn Back the Hands of Time." Yeah, yeah. Where it's like he's on like this motorcycle, like this all this wreckage of motorcycle listen, stuff no, no, in no, a no, silver I, suit. No, listen, that's the best part of the whole movie. See, the people whole say that's ridiculous and that's stupid, and all I can say is at the very end of Greece, they fly off in a car. There it is. <laughs> that's there it all is. All it is. Listen, you're you're trying to tell me that the fantasy comedy tongue in cheek musical is yeah. ridiculous when the girl who still looks amazing in a ridiculous Christmas tree costume yeah. is is singing about her dead fake biker boyfriend and she sees a a fig imagination of him on top of a mountain of bo of basically bike bike bones yeah <laughs> and he's just staring down with the light shining behind him like this is incredible in a sweet silver <laughs> biker <laughs> yeah. outfit and it's great and it's amazing see grease 2 has so many banger songs that they go into a second banger song in the middle of a banger song 
Okay. It's inception of just great music. They're doing Girl for All Seasons and then go back into the Hands of Time song. Yes. It's like they're they're just (laughs) rolling in great songs. (laughs) That they can just incept one good song into another one. And so I think that's I I I can't make a, a comment on the songs because I feel like you, you have an uphill battle there. I feel like it's hard to put the Grease 2 songs next to the Grease songs because the Grease songs all have become generally so popular and well-known. You have an uphill battle to get people to like, A, listen, but then B, even try to acknowledge like, yes, these songs might be as good as or better than the original soundtrack. Yeah, and so like, again, and then I also like, you know, going back to just Grease and... At least people do recognize that it's a flawed message on some degree, right? Because at the end, uh, Sandy Sandy becomes she changes, she changes, and and then like you know they make a big deal out of it's like oh she changes, but she but I've heard the argument that it's like but she's feminine still or it's a feministic thing because she puts on pants like the pants are this feministic thing. Okay, she bucks the trend and she's like not wearing the dress or the poodle skirt, and it's like she still became her own woman. Dude, Stephanie Zanoni's wearing pants from the get go. From the get go. From the get go. Rocking like, the pants. Yeah, they, all the T birds are just wearing pants. They are. They are. They are <laughs> women who don't need a man to tell them to wear pants. They're building off the legacy so, that they built in the first so one. You're thinking Corey. like San- this is no, this is Rigo's Rizzo's legacy. Don't you give Sandy credit <laughs> at all? And so, um. I also think that like Rydell High School actually feels more like a character in this movie. I'd than say in so. Greece. Yeah, you know the interesting thing, I'll, and maybe this is just the version I saw or was close to being a part of. That it just felt like there were the main characters, the T Birds and and the girls, yeah, the pink ladies, and then there was just everybody else. And they tried. Mm-hmm. The director tried to like implement them more and stuff, but. It just it, it felt like those movies like in the late 80s and 90s when like the evil thing would destroy the forest and all the fair all the animals would would disappear. And it's like looks like the you know, the face of the sun. But then when they defeat the great evil, suddenly all the wood creatures come out. And yeah. it's like, oh, what? And it's like, we're all here. We're all best friends. And you're like, where were you? Yeah. Well, like, again, there's like I think Rydell feels more fleshed out in this one. We've we've mentioned that they have bigger musical numbers yeah. that the school, the whole school seems to get in yeah. on more. Um, there's a lot more integration going on with like just side characters, background dancers. You even have like an early appearance of Eddie Deason, who was like the quintessential 80s nerd okay. in this movie. He's a nerd in this movie. He was but he, that's all he did in the 80s was play nerds. And so like. He's a character. You have like the one singing the Sandman song in the shower. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, like like the more again, those are like the popular guys. The T Birds are no longer cool. And it's like <laughs> they have to tie up the popular guys <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> you know? But I also like that like the the motivating force of this movie is a talent show. Yeah. That's a high school thing. It's true. It's it's a talent show to win a bunch of stupid records. Which is funny that the T-Birds are trying to like win the talent show. But that's more high school. It it's fits, true. It feels yeah. more fitting than them building a car to race the rival gang. 
It's very American graffiti. This yeah. is that's outside school. This is it. We're in school yeah. right now. This is how we compete in school. Yeah, but I like that. I like that it grounded itself. I think a little bit more into this actual teenage movie. Yeah. Rather than like yeah, being a little more American graffiti, which even American graffiti, I do love that movie. But it's like there's no way this is how the fifties really were. Like, uh, I mean, maybe I, to some degree, maybe. But like, I bet the cars were far less cool. I don't think the cars <laughs> blew up at the end. <laughs> and I and I. I highly doubt there was as much racing going on. Um, I'm pretty sure you just hung out on the street. Corey, have you have you driven down our street? Have you seen the trucks that rev their engines? The low riders? The, 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 the but that's f- what I'm saying. Like, even my parents did it in high school. People did it. They would just park on the street right. and just hang out of their car. I don't remember them ever racing. Maybe they did. I don't know. So, they were bored. It was the 50s. Yeah, I guess you had to have your own entertainment. But either way, I do like that it's a talent show rather than, yeah. Like, and again, it, it just to me, it speaks more to that. Mm. I like that the... The T-Birds are more high school. Yeah. In this, they're 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 just their goal is to get laid. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're really bad at it. <laughs> and <laughs> they're just kind of nerdy. And it's almost like they're like still trying to keep the toxic masculinity of like Zuko and Kaniki like alive. Okay. But the, but now like the pink ladies are like, screw that. No, I don't have to sleep with you. Like yeah. at all. Like, like this relationship will be on my terms type of thing. But again, it's just like Greece, it's like this back and forth arc with Danny where it's like, I like Sandy, but also really want to build my car. <laughs> but know? cars, bro, because, cars. And it's odd that like I like that the gang from Greece is still a gang in Greece too. Like the the bad guy gang. Yeah, like yeah. the guy with They're the scars. Yeah. I think here they give him a real name, like Balmuto or something nice. like that in Greece too. Yeah. Um, but they're now a biker gang. They've ditched their cars. For motorcycles, uh, naturally, as well. Um, as well, or I don't know, maybe they lost that car. The cycle lords, Corey. The cycle lords, including members of the defunct Scorpions. <gasps> oh, so like the Scorpions disbanded after they they lost the race to Zuko, I, and he like started so. up a new one with. Yeah, I like that. There's lore here. Yeah, we got lore right here, Corey. <laughs> there's a lot going on. <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of want a movie about that guy. Yeah, we need a Scorpions movie. <laughs> yeah, I need the, the 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 rise and or the fall and rise of the Cycle Lords. You know, <laughs> they're embarrassed when Zuko beats them with Grease Lightning. <laughs> this how good. A disgraced Balmuto has to go start a motorcycle gang because he lost his car in a pink slips match to. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, <laughs> so, um, so basically, but I, I think that's a strong point. Like the, yeah. the thing, the difference between Greece and Greece Two is that high school is a backdrop for the story in Greece One, whereas Greece Two, it is a part of their existence, and they are living in high school. They're going through the same things that high schoolers deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, listen. The last thing I'm gonna do here, and like okay. I'm listen, I'm willing to admit that like. Grease 2 is more in line with like the 80s sex comedy. It's it's more it's more bit. in line with like a Porky's yeah. type of movie than it is maybe what Grease was. Okay. And so I can understand when theater kids are like I'm really going to support Grease blah blah blah. It was a Broadway musical and that's that's fine. You know, I really I you know, that it's it's to each their own. But we're going to break down Danny Zuko as a character. Okay. <laughs> and I don't usually condone retroactively canceling fictional characters okay or just that at all i think i'm a centrist i think it's stupid if you're butt hurt over a black mermaid and i also think you're stupid if you have to rewrite snow white and the seven dwarves because you think 
Peter Dinklage's existence is offensive. Yeah. I guess it's just like or, you can't have dwarves. It's like, well, they exist. <laughs> they're they're like, real. I Disney, promise. like that sounds worse. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like you're you're just like taking pe- like you're just like canceling them. You just took seven rolls from them. <laughs> yeah, and so um so I think it's all stupid. But Danny Zuko okay is so problematic if you just literally follow him okay. through this movie. Break it down for me. First of all, I have knowns. <laughs> he does. Um Danny Zuko, I argue never intended to see Sandy ever again. Right. Oh yeah, oh, 100%. He, he, that 100%. was a summer fling. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Never meant to run back into her. Had fun, it was a great know. time. Yep. Sure That's... babe, I'll see yeah, we'll see each other again someday. Summer Lovin', which is arguably one of the more popular songs right. from Greece, is literally about Danny lying about sleeping with a girl. Yes. Cuz she's singing her parts and she's like we held hands and he's like dude, she got freaky in the sand. It, he's lying. You could have one guy say, did she put up a fight? And you're like, wait, are you just ask Danny if he raped a oh, woman? Oh, like, oh. Like, did you just ask if he sexually assaulted someone and you're about to high five him? Bro. And instead you get offended when he asks for if she has a friend. That's when everybody gets quiet and goes, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, Dude, not cool. Not cool, bro. Not cool. And so, um, but like, uh, yeah, so you have this innuendo-filled song where Danny's like, you know, um, even brags about how she just turned 18. I guess like that's even kind of creepy in of itself, you know? I thought, but I mean, you know, he's also 18, so okay. I guess it's like, I can't... Sure. Whatever. Um, but like, even when Frenchie finds out, like, remember, she's like, Danny, and Frenchie's like, whoa, Danny? Danny Zuko? Yeah. Like, you know what I think? Oh, like, yeah, 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 dude, yeah, yeah. That's like Frenchie knows. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an F-boy. It's a known, yeah. This yes. is like, you, like, maybe don't, like, this is bad. Like This you, is bad news. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously the scene where they meet up. Yes. Right? Rizzo has a meet up at the, the bonfire, the pep rally. Yeah. And Danny's a douchebag. <laughs> He's all like trying to act all cool for his friends and stuff like that. Just a total jerk, mm-hmm. total a hole. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, He's like, he's even saying, like, maybe there's two of us. <laughs> Personal ad, blah, blah, blah. It's all dumb. You know? This is the first time we see Sandy run away in tears. Yes. Yeah, just this the first, first time, time she's publicly humiliated yeah. and runs away in tears. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, but what does Danny do? He doesn't chase her. Instead, we go into Grease Lightning where he just talks about this car he's going to yes. make the chicks cream. That's a <laughs> lyric <laughs> from Grease Lightning. This is where Danny's priorities are, by the way. Yes. Never intended to see Sandy again. She shows up. He's like, well, I'm going to act like a douche and then let's go talk about like my, my, my badge wagon. You know, that we're building just to get girls. It's a shaggy way. Yeah, that's his priorities. <laughs> right? So what does Sandy do? She goes and dates like a really weird, socially awkward jock. Yes. You know, which I, he's a weird part of the movie. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I don't know who was telling him, act like you've never spoken to people ever. Yes. That's but, the goal. Uh, and so it's when Danny can't have her that he decides he wants her. Which is a red flag. Yeah. It's Boys a red and flag. girls, red yeah. flag. If yeah. the person doesn't want you until they can't have you. That's, that's a problem. That, that's that's bad. That's bad. You should probably so, not date, talk to, see that person un- unsubscribe. unsubscribe. So he tries sports, though he doesn't really try sports. He just more signs up for sports. Yes. Um. Somehow this works. <laughs> Sandy's sort of part of the problem. <laughs> I'll give you that. But what? They go on a date, and the first thing he does, Nick, is put the menu up. He's like ashamed to be with her in front of their friends. It's wild. 
it's wild. That's like a literal thing. He's like, I brought you to diner in our small town and all our friends are here. And he's like, let me put And I don't want to be seen. Yeah, I don't want to be seen with you. They go to the dance. It honestly seems like things are going to go normal. But then he can't resist some girl named Cha-Cha. Oh, that's right. This is the second public humiliation of Sandy in which she runs away in tears because he decides to go win the contest. Oh, that's right. The prom Vince Fontaine contest with Cha-Cha. Oof. Just completely. At that point, that's stri- that dude. That's two strikes. We're done. Yeah. Fool me once. Do Shame one. on you. Yeah. Really, it's three times because he lied about lied about uh, wanting to see each other in the summer. Yeah. He acted like a jerk in front of when they did see each other, and now he's dancing with Cha Cha. And then guess what? That follows up with Sandy, I guess, reluctantly going to the drive-in theater with him and him sexually assaulting her. That's right. Just puts her hand on the chest. He thinks I gave you a ring. She acts all happy. So he's like, that's that's that's. We, I'm gonna score, blah blah blah. Runs off crying. <laughs> Third time, run off crying, upset. They really didn't structure this. They didn't think about this at all. Like and Danny then sings his stupid YOY song, like he's the victim. He gaslighted her. <laughs> he did through song. He's like, why me? I did everything. I gave her my ring. <laughs> And then he sings a song. Uh, I did. I was nice once. Yeah. Why wouldn't she sleep with me, bro? And then listen, for reasons that are unfathomable to everyone, is um, she goes and watches them race cars <laughs> and decides I'm in love with them anyways, and I, he almost cracks and stuff like that. But and Corey, what do they do? But Corey, isn't that just typical of so many high school relationships? Oh, it is. It's a typical of a lot of like adult relationships. That, that attractive, sweet girl in high school that you're like, man, and every nice, every nice, every other guy is just like, man, if I just had a shot, I could, I could show her that what guys, nice guys really like. Problem is, is that, you know, you have to have a balance of being a jerk and being, yeah. being, being nice. It's not being a jerk. It's just being assertive and being and confident. Just- that's where they get lost in there. The movie at the very end tries to humanize them by he's at the last day of school carnival fair. Yeah. Which they were having way better last days of school than we were here in the That's true. In the yeah, we didn't, we didn't get carnivals. Yeah, they didn't bring in a Ferris wheel. So, like... They took us to see Passion of Christ they, and make, make us cry. <laughs> they, they put they put him in a letter jacket. That's like their attempt to humanize Danny. He's like, look, he changed. But then Sandy shows up in leather pants and he says, F that noise, <laughs> takes that off and throws it on the ground. <laughs> He doesn't even keep the one symbol the movie gives him that he might have grown as a person. He immediately rips it off. And he's like, you're the one that I want, babe. Like, finally, you change. You're not the dorky cheerleader. You're the southern pan. What do you think they ended up? I think she ended up pregnant and him gone Mm. and she's left with, like, and he takes the RV. Like... (laughs) That is that is the that Zuko's is, like future, ugh. like two years after oh, the events of Greece, in my opinion. You're not wrong. They needed that. They needed that post movie thing where it's like Zuko went on to do this, and Sandy went on to do that, and and and, and yeah, they and really Rizzo did. and all of them. Yeah, yeah, they they did need that. But again, I don't American think American Graffiti out for did it, anyone. and it was super depressing. <laughs> depressing. <laughs> Half of them died. <laughs> that guy dies. That guy went to war and died. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God. Whoa. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> so, um, but like, maybe, and maybe that's it. There's, maybe they, they finished like, no, Greece and said, oh, no, no. this isn't going to work out for this is a, anyone. This is a fill in the blank thing. No, this is let the, this let the is... audience decide. Are yeah. they dead in the in the car? Are yeah, they alive? No, is it this real? This one jumped a shark on water skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 it's, no. it's, 
But like that's my thing. If you if you really just follow the the the, the actual plotline of Danny Zuko, he's a terrible human being from start to finish. He never grows, never changes. She has to change for him. And Grease Two is such a better ending. I mean, they're all friends. That's true. They give they give Michael the T bird jacket. They're like, thanks for doing our homework. And yeah, like, yeah. you're cool. You're part of the gang. I'm not even mad that you're dating my ex girlfriend because I got Paulette and she's like turned me into a nice guy. And then the like, younger girl, like, isn't does she become part of the T birds or something? Well, I think she gets a pink lady. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, she gets I'm sorry. Pink yeah, lady pink lady because yeah, it's Paulette's yeah. little sister. Yeah, they like yeah. brought her in. They're even like, ah, you're not so bad. Because they try to do that. At the end of Grease One, where it's like we're all friends because they bring in like the girl that's like the popular girl that's trying to get people yeah. like to vote or prom or, or things like that, and it's like they weren't you weren't here. Who are you? Yeah, it's Rizzo yelling to Kaniki from the Ferris wheel. I'm not pregnant. It's like whoa, that's like everyone's around. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like, and then y'all go and hug and make out, and it's like slow the pump the brakes. Hold Let's up. learn from our lessons. Oh, quite frankly, y'all shouldn't talk to each other anymore. <sighs> like. I think he was packing bags. Like he was, he was, he was was ready to roll out. He was rolling out, and so it's just like, no, none of y'all are. This is all bad. It's true. The Grease Two gangs are more tight knit, and everything's a lot happier. I feel a lot better at the end of Grease Two, when they're all jumping and doing their pose for the yearbook, (laughs) than Grease, where they inexplicably fly off in a car. Yes. And yeah. a much nicer car than the one he actually just raced. Someone it's, did a lot of work on that car in it, one day. Listen, it's a fantasy. So, and there's also the theory that they might be dead. They might have yeah. died in the summer before the yeah. movie even starts. They drowned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that too. And the whole thing's a hallucination before death. Yes. I mean, again, that right there makes Grease a worse movie but, than Grease I mean, 2. Yeah. So case closed. Yeah. That's, listen, I just hope that if you listen to this, you, my only goal is for, to create a better appreciation for Grease 2. Okay. If you love Grease, that's fine. Yeah. Because Grease is a perfectly fine movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's definitely not aged super well. Not the best. You know, and I'm sure you if know. I took a microscope to Grease 2, there's, there's probably all some sorts stuff of problematic there. crap in yeah. there. I mean. Well, Corey, as the one that you're trying to kind of lawyer up to here, I, yeah. I, will, I will say this. After, after your presentation, you know, and having watching both of the movies and really processing it together and deep diving, I think I, I agree that. Grease one is this iconic thing. It's it's enjoyable. It's not like it's like, oh, it's terrible and we're just ignoring this fact because there's a bunch of fun songs and yeah. Travolta's in it. But I do think Grease 2 has more fun, is more cohesive with its cast, and I think that it does have a better message going on throughout yeah. the whole thing than Grease One does. Grease Grease One is just all the toxicity of high school and all the problematic things, and Grease Two is like, no, no, no. We're we're doing we're we're telling a fun like romantic story like yeah. that d- doesn't live in this world of of true like realities and stuff and it's just i don't know it's just more there i i've watched greece too and i'm like these are high schoolers greece one that's yes. like 30 year olds in high school and i don't mean it just as the actors these yeah. are like these are grown ups with grown up problems yes whereas greece too it's like the most problematic thing i can think of is the guy trying to trick a nuclear war to sleep with his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. and all he does is induce a great sense of patriotism in her. That's all he does. That's that's the end result. He so really, that alone should doesn't, just... doesn't get laid at all. She's just ready to go to war. <laughs> the feminists are ready. She's ready, ready to fight. She's ready to get sort of like serving her country. <laughs> Backfires hard. But that's the thing. It's so much more high school than like 
Kaniki might have gotten a girl pregnant, and it's like, yeah, but still, we have a race with the scorpions, yeah. and that should be priority one. I think I think Greece one deals with like some real world problems and yeah, stuff, and is, it is addresses those things. Greece two is just more like we're having fun. And we're I just think maybe that's fun. all I wanted out of yeah. the movie, and I think it's just Greece also is always going to suffer from the Broadway. It's the stage to screen thing. You cut a lot. Yeah, it's it's two totally different things when you're no. going from. Teenage pregnancy to racing cars. Yeah, Amy. So. And I, so all that to say, I think we're on. The, you've convinced me, Corey. Yes. That that Danny Zuko sucks. Yeah, he does suck. If you get nothing out of this, Danny Zuko sucks. Yeah, I think so. If anything, that's what you've convinced me of, Corey. <laughs> John Travolta is a terrible person. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. not that. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. He's. A, I think he's an all right guy. Yeah. For a Scientologist. Danny Zuko though. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, as far as Scientologists go, Travolta's pretty all right. He's so, okay. He's, okay. Yeah. he's, he's, he's one right. of the good ones. He's okay. So, well, that's Grease 2. That's in defense of the sequel. Do you have any final thoughts, Nick? Uh, Danny Zuko sucks. <laughs> Danny Zuko does suck. If you've not seen Grease 2, I highly encourage you highly to watch Grease 2. Yes. It's just, it's a fun movie. Even if you come out the other end thinking that sucks compared to Grease, that's fine. At least you, like, watched Grease 2. That makes me happy. You make Corey feel like his he's done his job here. Really, that's and like and we'll do more of these down the line because there's a lot of bad sequels I think are perfectly great. True, so true. We'll do those. It'll be fun. Until next time, say goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick.